Hello folks and welcome to the Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. My name is Graham Stevens and I really hope that I can bring a smile to your face. Why do only fools and old work Hello there, and welcome back. Life with the Lions was a British radio and television domestic sitcom from the 1950s, 1950 to 1961 on radio, and 1955 to 1960 on television. Life with the Lions featured a real American family. Ben Lyon and his wife Bibi Daniels settled in London during the Second World War, and featured with Vic Oliver in the radio series High Gang, that ran from 1940 to 1949. Life with the Lions followed, and with Ben and Beebe featured their children Richard and Barbara Lyon. Although scripted, it expanded on real-life events. The radio series premiered on 5th of November 1950 and ended in 1961 and was the first situation comedy in the United Kingdom. So here, an episode of Life with the Lions. This one is entitled... Voyage home. Life with the lions. Our old friend Ben has always believed in the theory that travel is the best form of education. So last month he booked tickets for a long Mediterranean cruise and Barbara, Richard and Ben went along to improve their minds. Bibi, well, she went along just for the trip. Uh, anyway, the cruise is almost over now, so let's go aboard and travel the rest of the way with the lions. <laughs> Well, baby, just two more days. I know. I wish we could go on holidays all the time. You do, eh? Yes, because I'm never as happy as I am when we're going home. Well, that's a pretty expensive way of getting happy. <laughs> I don't care. I want to be back in our own little home and see our old friends again. Yeah, so do I. You know, I'll bet they'll all be at the house to welcome us. Colonel Price, the Chris's, Aggie. Yes, and Skeeter will be there, too, wagging his little tail. Yeah, and Flory will be there wagging her... A bet. <laughs> Wagging her little tongue. Oh, well, that's better. Hi there. Oh, hello, honey. Oh, Barbara, have you seen Richard this afternoon? Yes, and I don't think he's feeling very well. No wonder he went to the sick bay this morning. Where is he now? In the sick bay. Oh, dear, I wonder what's wrong with him. Well, I don't know. Well, I can tell you, there's a very pretty little nurse in charge of the sick bay. Oh, so that's it. Well, of all the conniving tricks. Oh, darling, everybody falls in love on a holiday cruise. It's the romantic atmosphere. Somehow things seem twice as wonderful as they really are. Yeah, after a few weeks on board a ship, even the plainest girl looks beautiful. Hi, Barbara. Gosh, you look beautiful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean? What? Oh, I was only kidding, honey. Well, I'm not. I'm surprised you even noticed me with that pretty little nurse around. What nurse? <laughs> now, look, son, you may as well grow up. After all, there's nothing wrong in flirting with a pretty little nurse, is there, B.B.? Not if Richard does it. <laughs> okay, I admit it. Oh, that's better. Now, pull up a chair and tell us what the big attraction is. Well, it's a lot of things. She looks so crisp and neat in her little uniform. And her cute little nose is so shiny. And I love that sort of fresh smell she always has about her. You know, carbolic. <laughs> well, 
Richard, you've told us all about how hygienic she is. Now, suppose you tell us about the girl. Well, gosh, Ma, it's kind of hard to explain. Pop, have you ever been in love with a nurse? Richard, you're a troublemaker. <laughs> all right, I'll explain as best I can. Oh, never mind. Here she comes. I'll ask her myself. You do, and I'll cut you out of my will. <laughs> you know, she is pretty. Oh, Mr. Lyon, it's time to take your medicine. Here's a glass of water. Now, take your pills. Well, thanks. I, uh, I'll take them later. Won't you sit down? Oh, no. I really must be running along. Oh, please don't go. Uh, my mother was just about to invite you to join our table for dinner. Weren't you, Pop? Huh? <laughs> oh, yes, yes. We'd be delighted. Oh, we certainly would. That's very kind of you. But I don't get away from the sick bay until 11 o'clock. My goodness. Do nurses on board ship always work that hard? Oh, well, I don't know. This is my first trip. But I must say I'm amazed at the number of men who've been ill on this trip. Have you uh, mentioned it to the captain? No, but I intend to the moment he gets better. <laughs> well, I-, I really must be running along. Oh, nurse, nurse, uh, please don't leave me. What's the matter, Richard? Oh, I don't feel very well. Oh, that's a pity. Here, let me make you comfortable. Oh, thank you. There, lie back and rest your head on this pillow. Oh, yes. There. Oh, bless you, Elizabeth. I'll never forget this as long as I live. Of course, that might not be very long. <laughs> Poor boy. Richard, stop worrying. There's nothing wrong with you. Now he is worried. Isn't it lovely on the upper deck? Simply beautiful. Uh, say, where's Richard? Oh, when I passed the sick bay just now, he was telling Nurse Watson about his latest complaint. <laughs> What's he supposed to have this time? Well, it, it's something very rare. I saw him getting the symptoms out of a book in the ship's library. Oh, the cunning young devil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too bad he didn't realize it was a veterinary book. <laughs> oh, dear. The nurse said, according to his symptoms, he was going to have puppies. <laughs> That poor nurse has to put up with. Yeah, I think we better start getting changed for dinner. Uh, you go ahead, dear. We'll be down in a few minutes. Okay, but don't be too long. We won't. I just want to get a little more of this sea air. Ben, I think there's a fog coming up. Yes, yes. You know, it reminds me of our first sea voyage. Remember how foggy it was that night? I certainly do. Then the moon came up and we went for a walk. That's right. And I kissed you on the poop deck. <laughs> And then we walked a little further, and you kissed me on the starboard side. Well, you can't blame me for that. After all, I was with the most gorgeous girl in the world. Oh, darling, I wasn't all that gorgeous. <laughs> was I? Even more so. When I saw you standing there in the moonlight, looking so breathtakingly beautiful, something deep inside of me said... On that fog horn. Oh, ignore it, darling. Please go on. Well, I said to myself, this is the only girl I'll ever love. Then we walked back to the little room where there was a piano and you sang for me, remember? Mm-hmm. And your voice sounded just like... <laughs> oh, fine. Now, come on, let's go down and have dinner. All right, sweetheart. Barbara and Richard are probably waiting for us. Well, I wouldn't count on Richard. He's probably back in the sick bay again. <laughs> I wonder what complaint you thought up this time. Well, he's had everything so far but a sprained ankle. Nurse, 
I've sprained my ankle. Well, sit down and I'll take a look at it. Oh, thank you, dear. Which ankle is it? Uh, uh, well, it's uh, the right one. Mm. Does it hurt when I press there? Oh, 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 it's agony. Oh, oh, oh Howard, I was pressing the left ankle. Oh, well, I guess it hurts in sympathy. Well, you won't have to bear it much longer. As soon as I've bandaged it, you can go to your cabin and lie down. Elizabeth. Yes, Richard? After we dock tomorrow, we may never see each other again. You never know. We may bump into each other when we're in London. Oh, I can't think of a nicer way to have a collision. But why leave it to chance? What do you mean? Well, couldn't we meet and go to a... Come in. Hello, Miss Weston. Oh, hello, Barbara. Oh, Richard, I've been looking all over the place for you. Mother and Daddy are... Hey, why have you got that bandage on your ankle? I twisted it. Well, well. Miss Weston, isn't it amazing the number of accidents my brother's had on this voyage? It certainly is. Yesterday he twisted his wrist. The day before he twisted his knee. Yes, he's a proper little twister. <laughs> Thanks. Let's just say he's unlucky. Oh, come on, Richard, dear. I'll help you to the dining room. Oh, Bibi. Bibi, haven't you finished packing yet? We're docking in ten minutes. Well, I'm sorry, dear, but there just doesn't seem to be enough room for all our clothes. Well, I think the sea air swells everything. Oh, Bibi, did you see our passports? Oh, well, not since I put it in that little round safe in the wall. That's the porthole. <laughs> I wish you could have seen your face, darling. Here they are. Well, nothing would surprise me in this family. Well, now then, are we all ready? I'm all packed. Don't tell me you're out of the sick bay. Pop, I don't think that's funny. Oh, cheer up, son. You'll be seeing her again. I doubt it. I haven't been with her long enough to make a date. Well, go on. You know where the sick bay is. Ma, it's no good. She knows I'm not sick. Well, if you'd like any help to break a leg, you can always count on me. <laughs> no, thanks. But, Barbara, you could say you were sick. Take a dose of that medicine. Oh, no, thanks. Well, how about you, Ma? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> but the boat docks in a few minutes, and I might never see her again. Don't any of you understand? This is the only girl I'll ever love. Richard, for heaven's sakes, pipe down. I've got a splitting headache. You've got a headache? Gosh, thanks, Pop. Come in. Elizabeth. Richard, don't tell me you sprained another ankle. No, I've come for my father. Well, he isn't here. I mean, I came for his head. What? <laughs> yes, he's got a splitting headache. Oh, I see. Well, sit down and I'll make a draft for him. Oh, uh, Elizabeth, uh, are you staying in London tonight? Yes, I am. Well, uh, where are you having dinner? I hadn't even thought about it. You have to eat something. So, how about me? <laughs> Does that mean you're inviting me to dinner? Well, sure, will you? Love to. Well, that's great. Uh, where'll I pick you up? I'll meet you. Uh, where are we having dinner? Well, do you know how to get to the Ritz Hotel? You bet I do. Well, stay on the bus, and our house is the next stop. <laughs> oh, well. That is, if you don't mind having dinner at our house. Wonderful. What's the address? It's 181 South Lake Street. Eight o'clock? I'll be there. And now, if you excuse me, I have to go to a patient with this mustard plaster and cod liver oil. She says the most beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
met you too, Aggie. Yes, and you too, Skeeter. Aggie, my wee girl, do you still love me? I do, <laughs> but I don't know why. Oh, Aggie, you look wonderful. I know. Uh, tell me, did you all have a good time? Yes, but there's no place like the old homestead. Oh, Aggie, do you realize what it's like to be in a foreign country where the people speak a strange language? Well, I should have been in England long enough. <laughs> Strictly a Scottish joke. <laughs> and they're the best kind. For I belong to Glasgow. Dear old girl. Aggie, must you? Oh, Daddy, it's only natural for her to be proud of her country. After all, Aggie's pure Scotch. Well, she should take more soda with it. <laughs> hey, not bad, eh, Aggie? Aye, there's nothing like an English joke, and I'm very glad. <laughs> hey, Pop, all this baggage should really go upstairs. Well, thanks, Richard. You know where it belongs. That's what I get for opening my big mouth. Now, I expect you'd all like a nice cup of tea. Oh, not for me, Aggie. I have to go home and unpack. We'll see you all later. All right, sweetie. Aggie, we'll all have tea when Barbara gets back. Very well. I'll put the kettle on. Hmm. Oh, Ben, isn't it wonderful to be home? Baby, that's the tenth time you said that. Well, darling, we've been together so much lately, I've run out of things to say. Well, we could talk about some of the ancient ruins we've seen. Yoo-hoo! <laughs> Here's one of them. Darling. <laughs> Darling, I brought you and Aggie both a bottle of perfume. I'll get it for you. Oh, thank you, dear. Flory, I hate to say this, but I'm darn glad to see you. And I'm glad to see you, too, you old rascal. You know, you never look better in your whole flabby life. <laughs> Thanks. And you don't look a day older. But then you couldn't. <laughs> now, just for that... You can't have a slice of this sponge cake I baked for you. Oh, you know I was only kidding, you ravishing creature. Come here and give me a kiss. Oh, please, stop it. Stop it, stop it, Ben. You're squashing my sponge. <laughs> oh, dear, I thought that was a pretty wet kiss. <laughs> Anything. Here, take this sponge cake and give it to Aggie. Okay, doll face. Here's a perfume, Flory. Oh, thank you, darling. Tell me, would you all like to have dinner at my house tonight? I'm having a few friends over. Oh, I can't, Flory. Rich's new girlfriend is coming over here for dinner. Oh, dear, I forgot to tell Aggie. Oh, how exciting. Did Richard meet her on the boat? Darling, of course not. He's known Aggie for years. <laughs> oh, I must go and tell her right away. Oh, and thank you again, dear, for your perfume. I hear Richard has a new girl. Tell me all about her. Oh, hi, I'm for you. Good to see you. Oh, hello, Richard. Thank you. I hear you've answered the call of Eros. I didn't even know he'd rung up. <laughs> oh, no. I understand you've fallen under his spell. Oh, well, that. Uh, yes, I, uh, I guess I have. Then don't keep me in suspense. Tell me all about her. Elizabeth works in the sick bay. She's a nurse. Well, you couldn't do better than choose someone from the nursing profession. You know, when I was a young girl, I was a nurse. What are you trying to do? Put the boy off? <laughs> ben, please. Richard, I may be able to give you some advice about the sort of things that will interest her. I certainly appreciate that, Aunt Flory. Did you work in a sick bay, too? Oh, no, dear. I worked in a hospital. And the surgeon I assisted was a very eminent one. He taught me a lot about plastic surgery. Oh, very interesting. Uh, tell me, Flory, is yours a do-it-yourself face? <laughs> 
suppose you think you're very clever making fun of my profession. But I'll have you know it took three years of skin grafting to build up my background. So that's how it got to be that size. Then, Lion, you have ceased to be a gentleman. And you're certainly no lady. <laughs> Go on, Flory. I promise not to interrupt you again. No. But, Aunt Flory, if I don't know what to talk to her about, how can I carry on an intelligent conversation? Well, I've got a book at home that I'm sure will help you. I'll bring it over for you later. Oh, thanks a lot. In the meantime, perhaps your father will explain some of the more intricate details of surgery. Look, Flory, I'm just a layman. I know. And you've got the eggs to prove it. <laughs> well, see you later, Richard. You know, it's darn nice of Aunt Flora to help me out like this. Yeah, she's a good scout. Oh, Master Richard, Willie Wimple's here. Go right in, Master Willie. Oh, come on, Aggie. Hello, Hello. Richard. Hello, Mr. L. Hello, Willie. Oh, hi, Willie. Oh, I just thought I'd pop over to welcome you back. Oh, <laughs> very nice of you. Where's your father? Oh, he's uh, gone to Sussex for a couple of weeks. What's he doing there? Well, he's just got over the flu, you see, and the doctor told him to take a rest and keep away from crowds. So he's gone down the country with Mum and the 15 kids. <laughs> <laughs> Some rest. Oh, hello, Willie. Oh, hello, Barbara. Here, you're just the person I want to see. These uh, daffodils are for you. Oh, Willie. That's terribly sweet of you. And these tulips are for the other pretty member of the family. Well, thank you, Willie. <laughs> I meant Mrs. L. <laughs> I know you did. Well, you'll find her in the kitchen. Yeah, she's planning a special dinner for Elizabeth. Elizabeth? Elizabeth who? What does she look like? Oh, she's simply beautiful. Isn't she, Richard? Well, uh, 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 maybe, but I, I don't think she's fully tight. Any beautiful girl's my type. <laughs> hey, I sure would like to meet her. Well, then why don't you come over to dinner tonight? We'd love to have... Ouch! Richard, stop kicking me. Oh, I'd be delighted to come, Barbara. Uh, now, how about giving these tulips to your mum, eh? Oh, come on, you can do it yourself. Ta. Uh, see you later, Rich. Not if I see you first. <laughs> you don't sound too happy, son. I'm not. You should hear the smooth line he's got with the girls. Once he starts talking to Elizabeth, I won't get a word in edgeways. Oh, nonsense. All you have to do is turn on that charm of yours, and you'll have Elizabeth following you around like a lamb. Yeah, but who's going to keep the wolf away? <laughs> a lion. Your mother and father have gone upstairs to change for dinner, and Master Richard's in his room reading a book. Reading a book? Are you sure he's feeling all right? Aye, it's a medical encyclopedia Mrs. Wainwright lent him. Oh, now I get it. He wants to make an impression on Elizabeth. Aye, I think that's the idea. Well, I must go out and see how the dinner's coming along. Hello, Barbara. My goodness, doesn't the table look lovely? Yeah, really does. Say, Barbara, would you run upstairs and tell Richard to come down? Elizabeth will be here pretty soon. Oh, sure, Daddy. I'll get him down right away. Oh, uh, Baby, would you like a cocktail or sherry while we're waiting? Or uh, would you prefer a soft drink? Well, uh, alcohol before dinner always goes to my head. So I think I must have a soft one. Well. <laughs> you said it. Uh, I'll give you some orange juice. Oh, that'll be Elizabeth. Oh, I'll get it. Elizabeth. I knew I shouldn't award his carnation. <laughs> Hello, Willie. Uh, you want some fruit juice? Oh, yes, thanks. Uh, hey, Ma, Barbara said Elizabeth was here. Oh. Hi, Willie. Hi. Well, she hasn't arrived yet, dear. Then the doorbell wasn't Elizabeth? Dear, listen. I'm beginning to think there's no such person as this. I'll get it. Oh, 
Oh, Richard, don't just stand there. Take her coat. Gosh, I, I hardly recognize you, Elizabeth. You look lovely. I've never seen you in a dress before. <laughs> I mean, uh, you've always had a uniform on. Well, believe me, it's good to get out of it for a change. Oh, uh, Willie, I'd like you to meet Elizabeth Weston. Oh, so would I. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth, this is Willie Wimple. How are you, Willie? Oh, much better since I saw you. Isn't that sweet? Um, want some more doughs, Miss Weston? Uh, Elizabeth, have a peanut. A sherry or fruit juice, my dear? Well, this really is service. I'll have some fruit juice, please. Uh, how about a peanut? Oh, Richard, I'm sure she wants more than one peanut. Barbara, you don't understand. One peanut is more nutritious than a large apple. You see, it's more than 50% oil, which under certain circumstances may easily form microscopic deposits of fat in the bloodstream tending to fog the tissues, which can lead to premature hardening of the arteries. Did that come out of you? <laughs> Have some more hors Elizabeth. Thank you. I adore sardines. Oh, yes, and they're full of calories and good for the brain. <laughs> which, of course, is divided into three regions commonly called vesicles, namely the forebrain, the midbrain, and the hindbrain. <laughs> Anybody care for an autopsy? Please, I'm just coming to something extremely interesting. Now, let's take the hind brain. Oh, you take it. I'd rather have another sardine. Mrs. Lyon, dinner's ready. No, thank you, Aggie. Come on, everybody. Yes, this way to the operating table. Barbara, cut it out. Elizabeth, you better sit over here by Dr. Lyon. Thank you. And Willie, over here. Oh, Tom. Now then, which of you would like the dark meat and which of you prefer the white? I hope you don't mind my mentioning it, Aggie, but you dissected the turkey the wrong way. Is that so? Well, yes, you see, it's much easier if first you sever the sternum from the costal cartilages and then make a neat incision between the frontal breastbone and the sternal ribs. And are you quite sure you wouldn't like me to give the turkey an anesthetic first? <laughs> Richard, why don't you use your mouth for eating? Uh, say, Liz, uh, do you like dancing? Love it. Do you work, uh, Cha-Cha? I'm afraid I've never had the time to learn. Poor old teacher. <laughs> do you know that, um... What work do you do, Willie? Oh, I'm a sailor in the Merchant Navy. Oh, how interesting. And I suppose you have a girl in every port. Oh, no. Uh, I'll tell you another thing, Liz. I've never seen a girl in any port as pretty as what you are. What a nice thing to say. I read about a very interesting case of hemoglobin deficiency today. <laughs> Anybody like to hear about it? No. Willie, why do you keep staring at my hair like that? Hey? Oh, oh, well, it reminds me of a field of corn I once saw with all the sun shining on it. Oh, it was smashing. <laughs> oh, Willie, I love hearing poetical things. Do you know the three main causes of a stomach, eh? <laughs> no, but I know what's giving us a pain in the neck. Oh, uh, Richard, would you help me bring in the sweet? But Barbara... Richard, come on. Oh, all right. Well, what did you drag me away for? Because you're boring her to death with all that medical stuff. You know, your sister's right. When a nurse is off duty, she wants to get away from it all. But Aunt Floyd said it would put me in good with her. Now, I'm sure Mrs. Wainwright had the very best intention, but let's face it, she's still a widow. That's right. And if you don't watch out, Willie Wimple's going to steal Elizabeth right away from you. Oh, gosh, what can I do? I've got it. 
Just keep them talking in there for about five minutes. What are you going to do? I'm going to give Willie that plum pie I made today. I just remembered Willie's allergic to plums. Are you sure about that? Oh, positive. I remember when we were kids, we went on a picnic, and Mother gave him some plum pie, and he couldn't stop sneezing. <laughs> well, that should take the romance out of the young man. Now, you just keep them busy in there, Aggie, and I'll run home and get it. Cool. That certainly was a lovely spread. It certainly was. I've never tasted such divine turkey. Well, have some more. Oh, I haven't any room left. I don't think any of us have. When you see this pie, I think you'll change your mind. Yes, you've never tasted anything like it. I thought we were having souffle for dessert. Uh, this is a special surprise, Ma. <laughs> oh. Here, I'll serve you. Well, thank you, dear. Uh, um, um, none for me, Rich. I couldn't eat another bite. Oh, please have some, Willie. I made it myself. Now he'll never eat it. <laughs> well, it, it certainly looks tempting. Oh, good. Here's a piece for you, Elizabeth. And here's yours, Pop. Now, Willie, you'll have some, won't you? Well, it does look awfully good, uh... What kind of pie is it? Well, uh, actually, it's a, it's a new kind of fruit the scientists have just developed. They uh, <laughs> crossed this old town with a gooseberry. <laughs> and what happened? They made a date. <laughs> Rich. Here, Rich, who on earth gave you that corny old joke? I did. Blimey. Here, oh, we'll have some more of that pie, Barbara. Thank goodness. I mean, good for you, Willie. There's a nice... Big piece. Uh, Barbara, I think I'll have another... Uh, what? Two. Bless you, Daddy. Uh, I wonder oh, if... Oh, Willie, there's plenty more pie when you finish that piece. Barbara, please don't interrupt when I'm... Uh, uh, ing. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, what were you saying? Your father said don't interrupt uh, him when he's... What? Ing. <laughs> Here, Pop, have my handkerchief. Oh, uh, 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 thanks. Mr. Lyon, I, I believe you caught a very bad cold. I think you'd better go to bed. Oh, no, no, I'm quite... Uh, what you... Now, then, don't argue. You're going to bed this minute. I'll go switch your electric blanket on. While you're doing that, I'll get some hot lemon and aspirin. Uh, come on, Mr. L. I'll help you upstairs. Oh, thanks, Willie. Barbara, I can't understand it. Willie's eaten two big helpings of that pie, and he's still perfectly all right. Richard. Yes? I've just remembered something. What? Well, when we went on that picnic, it wasn't Willie who was allergic to plums. It was Daddy. Barbara, how could you make such a mistake? Oh, I'm sorry. I was only trying to help. You sure helped all right. Oh, hello, Willie. How's Daddy? Oh, he's sneezing marvelously. Poor Pop. Willie, it looks like the party's over. I guess you'll be wanting to go home. It's early yet. I thought I'd take Liz along to the pally. And so did I. Well, you can take us some other night. Look, she's my girl. Now, now, boys, stop that. I want you to settle this like gentlemen. Go upstairs and ask Elizabeth who she wants to go out with. Okay, Barbara. Come on, Rich. And may the best man win. I will. Wait, we better knock on the door. Come in. Say, Elizabeth, I... Shh. Not so loud, dear. Your father's trying to sleep. Elizabeth... I want to take you out tonight. And I want to take you out, too. But what about Mr. Lyon? Let him find his own date. <laughs> it's terribly sweet of you both, but I'm afraid I can't start with either of you tonight. Why not? Because Mr. Lyon is ill. 
And it's my duty as a nurse to stay and keep an eye on him. But now, wait. will you two stop making such a... Uh, hurt you? There, now, you've awakened him. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. L, but we wanted to take Liz out to have fun tonight. Yes, but she says she doesn't want to have fun. She wants to stay here with you, Pop. <laughs> Thank you, Liz. Well, you know what she meant. Anyway, you haven't got a cold. It's something you ate. You're wrong, Richard. Your father's in the first stages of flu and has a high temperature. He has? Yes. He's nearly 101. We know, dear, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> Please, nurse. Would you mind getting my crazy family out of here so I can have some rest? Of course. Go along, everybody. Go on. Well, so long, Pop. And I hope... That's true. And I hope that you'll be better in the morning. Richard, put your tongue out. Let me feel your pulse. Oh, dear. Get in the other bed right away. Huh? Yes, I'll have to take care of both of you now. You've caught the flu from your father. Gosh, thank you, Pop. This is the nicest thing you've ever given me. You are listening to The Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. And that was an episode of Life with the Lions entitled Voyage Home. Now, here is Educating Archie in Africa. Presenting Peter Brough and Archie Andrews with Ken Platt, Dick Emery, Hilda Braid, Derek Guiler, Peter Hawkins, Ronald Chesney and the BBC Review Orchestra conducted by Harry Rabinowitz in Educating Archie. Mr. Braff takes a very active part in the local affairs of the community in which he lives. He is chairman of the Ratoing Society, president of the Income Tax Dodgers Club, and on Thursday nights he's the acting cub mistress. Tonight, however, Mr. Braff is about to take the chair at the Residence Protection Society meeting, which is taking place in the community hall. Now, my friends, no doubt some of you are wondering why we are here tonight. I know why I'm here. Anything's better than sitting at home looking at my old woman. Oh, really, Vicar? (laughs) Thank you, Archie, thank you. Now, uh, my friends, we're here tonight to to give a big welcome to a visitor from Whitehall. Whitehall? That's ripping. I've always fancied one of those jolly soldiers sitting on his horse in a sentry box. No, no, no. You misunderstood me, Miss Birkinshaw. Our visitor is a government official from the Ministry of Building Projects. I want you to give a big hand to the Right Honourable Sir Bilbury Tart, Bart. Uh, thank you. As I entered your village, I was struck by two things. If you come past my house, you'd have been struck by several things. <laughs> Now, as I'm saying, we at the Ministry pride ourselves on being quick off the mark with any new idea. Come on, let's hear what the right Honourable has got to say. <laughs> honourable? Honourable. All right, Honourable Horrible. Grimble, how dare you insult this gentleman? Have you forgotten your manners? Yes, I have. And have you forgotten your position? Yes, I have. And have you forgotten that as you're not a householder, you've no right to speak at this meeting? Uh, I, um... Grimble, Grimble, have you forgotten what you usually say? Yes, I have. All right, then. Now, sit down and stop interfering. Oh, you're always on at me. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I am not, You are. Oh, don't grumble, Grimble. Oh, I hate you. 
Well, gentlemen, before I was so rudely interrupted, I was about to say that the subject of this village is on the agenda of the Ministry. The outcome is this. We are going to provide this district with a fast motor traffic bypass. Oh, an excellent idea, excellent idea. We're fed up with all those cars dashing past here. Uh, how far away from our houses will you build the bypass? How far away? <laughs> My dear chap, we're going to pull all the houses down and run our road right through where they were. Hey, pull the houses down? Well, what about my cottage? Forty years I've lived in there. It's almost like home. <laughs> I was even thinking of putting some curtains up. Oh, well, you needn't bother, my friend. According to the map, there will be a tarred road right through your living room. Good. That'll save me putting some lino down. <laughs> well, just a moment, Sir Bilbury. Who ever heard of building a bypass through a village? They usually go round them through the countryside. Ha, ha, ha. That's the idea. Yes, yes. <laughs> we knock all the houses down, put a road through, and that leaves the countryside free for putting up more houses. Oh, I've got my head screwed on all right. Yeah, you stand a good chance of having it screwed on a stick like me. Uh, <laughs> Please, quiet, quiet, quiet. I'm warning you, Sir Bilbury, these people won't take this sort of thing lying down. You're not going to ruin our village. What we need now is a man among us to take the initiative. A man of courage and enterprise. A crusader. A live wire. Hello. I won't take my coat off. I've still got my pyjamas on underneath. <laughs> oh, Mr. Platt, you've arrived just in time. Here, do you know they're going to pull all our houses down? It, yes, I know. I was just lying in bed. The bedroom door opened and in came a workman from the ministry and it frightened the life out of me. Uh, you scare easily, don't you? I don't know. He was driving a bulldozer. <laughs> what? You mean they've started pulling our village down already? Oh, this is scandalous. Scandalous? It's wicked. Someone at the government will have to pay for this. Chuck them out! Here, what about my little bungalow in the corner? Have they started putting that down yet? No, when I came by, they were driving it off on the back of a lorry. <laughs> so the back of a lorry? Here, was there an ugly sort of woman leaning out of one of the windows yelling her head off? Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, there was. Oh. The government knows what it's doing! <laughs> Put them in again! Sir Bilbury Tart, you can go back to your ministry and tell them that we will not stand for this invasion into the privacy and freedom of the individual. But my dear Bruff, we were assured that we would have the willing cooperation of the good people of this village of Bedworthy. Eh, Bedworthy? This isn't Bedworthy. That's about ten miles away. Is it? Oh, good gracious, they're pulling down the wrong place. I must go and sort this out at the ministry. Bye-bye. That's a nice thing. Pulling down the wrong place, eh? Well, they'll have to pay some compensation over this little affair. Yeah, they certainly will. They said the main road was going to run right through my digs. They even started painting a white line right on the middle of my eiderdown. But, uh, Mr. Platt, didn't your landlady complain? No, she couldn't. She'd been pinched for taking a bath on the wrong side of the road on an even date. Yes. They might have made a mistake this time, but one day they will build a road through here. Oh, you're right. But what can we do about it? Do? Do? We'll move further away. Out into the country. That's what we'll do. Well, come on. Let's do it soon, Bruff. While we've been talking, Ronald Chisney's crept in with his harmonica. <laughs>
as a result of what took place at the meeting, Mr. Braff decided to move away from the sprawling mass of suburbia into the heart of the country. After many days of scanning the advertisements, he is on his way with Mr. Platt and Archie to inspect a desirable property known as Polly Farm. Well, let's hope this farm's what we want, Archie. Yeah, I hope so too, Braff. I'm looking forward to living in the country. Yes, I was sick of being in town with nothing to look at but ugly, grime-stained monstrosities. Well, there's no need to be so personal. Oh, all right, that. I mean, I wasn't talking about you. Oh, it's going to be wonderful having you with us on the farm. Uh, you can do all the odd jobs. That's right. That have you ever come in close contact with livestock? Well, I once had some scruffy eggs in Bootle. <laughs> hey, look out, Ralph. There's the farm. Pull up a minute. Pull up, pull up. All right, Archie. Ah, come on, let's get out. Have a look at it, shall we? That's the idea. Oh, look, there's the owner waiting to meet us. Uh, let's have a word with him, shall we? Hello, 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 hello. Hello, 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 hello. A moo-moo here, a moo-moo there. A few more hellos and... <laughs> Why, Mr. Monty? Well, if it isn't Mr. Brood and Young Nipper and Rover, the sheepdog. Uh, it's not a sheepdog, it's Mr. Platt. <laughs> Sorry. Why don't you get your hair cut? Now, uh, what can I do for you lot, then? Well, we're interested in buying this farm. Now, just exactly what does it comprise? Well, you read the advert, didn't you? I've got a copy of it here. Look. Uh, desirable residence, Ev Modcon, usual offs, four buds, sit din room, three wrecks, tiled kit, all completely amped. And in the garden, brick a built girls for car. That's plain enough, isn't it? Yes, it's as plain as the niz on your fizz. Well, the house looks all right, but what about the plumbing? Couldn't be better. I guarantee you'll never have a frozen plate. Now, when you want water, you simply turn a handle, wait a couple of seconds and turn it back the other way, and you've got two gallons of crystal clear water. Oh, that sounds marvellous. What do they call this thing? A well. <laughs> Well, I suppose we must rough it a bit. Now, is there any chance of having trouble with the drains? Impossible. There aren't any. Hey, no drains. Well, where does all the washing up water run to? Back into the well. <laughs> uh, Mr. Bude, you couldn't have picked a more ideal spot for a farm. Yeah, he's right, you know. I've been swatting up. Uh, this district is renowned for its soft soil and heavier rainfall. Good. What's the main product? Mud. Now, what is it? You just have a look around the place. As you can observe, the farm stretches right as far as the eye can see. Hmm. All I can see is a dirty great brick wall 20 yards away. Yes, compact little place, isn't it? <laughs> oh, you can't go wrong with this place. Get away from the cold town and live in the friendly warmth of the great outdoors. Well, wouldn't we be warmer if we had the great indoors? <laughs> <laughs> We've got a right one here. <laughs> now, do me a favour, plate mate. Put on a red shirt and feed the bull. Here, <laughs> yeah, Ralph, I like the look of this place. Come on, let's buy it, shall we? Well said, Nipper, well said. It's going for a song. Good. Well, here's a copy of Trees. We don't want any of your relations here, Nipper. <laughs> Now, Mr. Monty, really? Uh, sorry, son, sorry, son, no offence. Now, uh, this place is going for 2,000 quid. 
complete with tractor and combine officer. Well, what about the plough? It opens in ten minutes. <laughs> Let's go down there and complete the deal, eh? Mr. Bruff, spurred on by his love for the country life, decided to buy the farm. They've been in for two days now, and Archie and Mr. Bruff are thoroughly enjoying it. Oh, come on, Archie. Wake up, old champ. It's nearly eight o'clock. Come on, open the curtains and let me gaze at that stark bare tree outside my window. All right. Yeah, I say, Bruff, is a stark bare tree made of steel with rivets and a notice saying danger, 50,000 volts? What are you talking about, Archie? Of course not. Here, let me see. Archie, that's not a tree. That's an electricity pylon. They must have put it up overnight. What a confounded nerve. You're right, Bruff. It is an electricity pylon. You know that must have knocked hundreds off the value of this farm. Hello, that's my cue. Want to sell? <laughs> what sort of a game is this, Mr. Monty? How can I run a farm with those electric wires all over it? Mr. Monty, yes? old Bruff has spent £2,000 on this farm, and he sent Mr. Plett out to buy more animals. Mr. Monty, you're a swindler. Did I hear someone calling me by my maiden name? <laughs> Here, Monty, I want my money back. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. You can have it back. I've got my wallet here, and I'll pay you back here and now. Good. Two thousand pounds. That's what I paid for it. Oh, yes. But when you bought it, there wasn't a dirty great big pylon on it. <laughs> this farm has depreciated. What do you want for it? A thousand? A thousand? Done. Here you are. Oh, no. I wouldn't accept a thousand pounds for this property over my dead body. Okay. Get rigid, and I'll lay it on your chest. <laughs> here you are. Here's the money. Uh, you better take it, Bruff. You know, the farm's not much use now. Oh, yeah, I suppose so. Uh, all right, Monty, you pulled another fast one on us, but we'll get even with you for this. Come on, Archie, old boy. Let's get out of here. Uh, oh, well. So much for life in the country. <laughs> but where are we going to live now? Don't worry, Archie. We'll go to a hotel for a few days, and then we'll look around for another farm. <laughs> uh, here, just a minute. <laughs> There's a man driving some animals along. Why, if it isn't Mr. Platt? Mush, mush, mush. Get along, little doggy. Mush, 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 mush. Now, now, quiet, Daisy. Keep quiet, Mirabelle. You're a fool to yourself. <laughs> Well, I bought some animals for the farm, Mr. Bruff. I've got two cows, two pigs, two sheep, and a job lot of mixed poultry. Well, you could take them all back again. We've sold the farm. What? We've no farm, nowhere to live, and all these animals to look after as well. Felicity, Mr. Monty's daughter. What are you doing here? I'm inspecting my daddy's farm. Yes, and your father just swindled us. Yeah, we may have to move back into town. Oh, what a pity. Out here in the country, you can have such lovely food. Today, we had shepherd's pie. Yeah, but you can get shepherd's pie in town. Yes, but not made from real shepherds. <laughs> living in the country, though. This afternoon I went for a walk and I fell down a great big rabbit hole. Oh, how did you get out? My daddy sent a ferret down after me. <laughs> Don't talk to me about your father. He's an old chiseler. 
He sold me this farm, and two days later, the electricity board put up that pylon. That pylon wasn't put up by the electricity board. It was put up by my daddy. What? It's a portable plastic pylon. His workmen put it up, and then my daddy buys back the property very cheap. Well, the old rogue, is that true? Mm, cross my heart. Tonight, that pylon will be taken away from your place, and tomorrow it'll be put up on Sunnybrook Farm along the road. Oh, so that's the game, eh? Well, it's nice of you to explain. Well, I only told you because I like Archie. I think he's lovely. Oh. Kiss me. Oh, all right. I'll shut my eyes first. Uh, here I come. <laughs> hey, Archie, you've just kissed the goat. Yes, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my kiss. Oh, dear, yeah, well... All right, I'll kiss you in my dreams. Have you been dreaming about me, Archie? Oh, yeah. I've been dreaming about you, too. Have you? Yes, it must have been something I ate. <laughs> well, perhaps it was angel pudding. Oh, no, it was calves head and pig's trotters. <laughs> Tell me about your dream, Archie. All right, Felicity. I dreamed that I was king of France and at the royal palace dance I waltzed all night with the princess of Peru. I praised her beauty to the skies and when I looked into her eyes I realized the princess looked like you. I dreamed that I was king of Spain and through the jungles wet with rain I conquered all the land in Timbuktu. Among the captive girls I took was one with a peculiar look I looked again and saw she looked like you I dreamed I was Sultan of Bombay Inspecting my harem one Monday A thousand dancing maidens fair each head Your eyes, your lips, your head It's a jolly good job you didn't sleep till Sunday I dreamed that at my coronation I shot every foreign nation Giving up my throne to marry you I'd be king of all the world The day you said that you're my girl Let's hope my dream just won't come true I've been dreaming about you as well, Archie Oh, go on Yes, we were dancing together Oh, it was blissikins We were floating around the floor Well, Archie will float You'd have to swim for it <laughs> The music was divine I can hear it now Listen <laughs> Sailing on the bounding main with a lofty pirate ship hove into view. A handsome buccaneer so bold and captured you and all your gold, but he dropped the lock when he took one look at you. I dreamed I was Sultan of Bombay, inspecting my harem one Monday. Thousand dancing maidens, fairies, had blue eyes, red lips, fair hair. Gee, I wish I could have slept till Sunday. I dreamed that at my coronation, I shocked every coronation, giving up my throne to marry you. 
Cause I'd be king of all the world The day you said that you're my girl Let's hope my dream just won't come true We hope his dream just won't Well, the shades of night were falling fast. A very strange procession made its way through the English countryside seeking shelter for the night. It consisted of a van containing Archie and Mr. Brough, followed by two cows, two pigs, two goats, two chickens, and Mr. Platt. Here, Brough, Brough, pull up. There's a hotel over there. Oh, this is the tenth one we tried. I hope this one will put it up for the night. Give over. I'm not taking my cows in that place. Look at the name of it. The Bull. <laughs> but we can't be choosy at this time of night. Let, let's stop and go and inquire. Come on. <laughs> now, now then, now. Now go to sleep, you cows. <laughs> I'll put you on tins next week instead of bottles. <laughs> no, go to sleep. If you can't sleep, try counting the sheep. Oh, come on, Mr. Platt. Let's go in and see the hotel manager. Oh, come on. Hello, there. What can I do for you, Wack? Ooh, doesn't he speak funny? <laughs> well, let's have you then. Come on, state your wants. Well, now, we'd like some accommodation. Oh, right, so. Well, do you want the ordinary or the deluxe? I mean, the ordinary is 25 shillings for room and bath. Well, what's the deluxe? Well, that's 35 shillings, but you get a bed as well. <laughs> Now, wait a minute, let's have a look and see what's vacant in the book. Uh, yes, here we are. I've got a room with breakfast, no bath. I've got a room with bath, no breakfast. Well, I've got a breakfast and bath. No room. Now, look, have you got a room for us or not? Oh, I'm going to smash it here, you know. It's marvellous. It's one side opens out onto a lawn. Hmm. Oh, do you mean it's got no wall? <laughs> Just a my man, uh, we'll take it. Archie, Archie, you keep him talking while I go out and get the animals in through the French windows. Uh, all right, my, my friends will sign in. Uh, I'll go out and get our luggage. I'll take it straight in through the French windows. It'll save a lot of bother, you know. Uh, it won't be long. Thanks very much. It's a nice friendly chap, that luck, you know, isn't he? Oh, right. Oh, but sad. Oh, dear. Oh, do you work long hours here, then? Oh, the, the slave drivers they are, you know. Oh. oh they keep me at it till the cows come home. Yeah. <laughs> you won't have long to wait. <laughs> Hello. What's that, then? Uh, that's Brad bringing in our suitcases. Real cowhide. <laughs> Made a bit of a noise. Well, it's still on the cow. <laughs> oh, well, in a minute, I'll uh, have a look through the window. Hello. What's your friend up to? I've just seen him snatch up a handful of grass and disappear into his room. Well, he's a vegetarian. Well, I don't care what his religion is. <laughs> oh, there he goes again. Here, there's something fishy going on in that room there. I'm going to get my ear to the keyhole. Now, Daisy, be a good girl. And stop dazzling my ear. Come on, Daisy. That's it. Here. I'm not having that. Oh, no, that's not to know. Here. Who's this Daisy in there with him, then? Hey? Now, 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 Daisy, don't make a noise, old girl. You'll start Middlebell off. And quiet girls. There, there, that's it. Aye, 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 aye. A 
fine goings on here, all right. Right, Sunday newspaper caper. <laughs> I'm going in there. this lot, then? Here, you can get those animals out as quick as you like, you know. I don't care if a livestock here. Oh, now, but please, sir. Oh, go on, get them out, I say. But man, you I'm... can't throw us out. After all, we've only got two cows, two pigs, two goats, and two chickens. Now, look here, Noah. What I say? <laughs> I mean, else. Oh, dear. Oh, if he throws us out, we've got nowhere to stay for the night. Now, don't you worry, Archie. He can't throw us out. I know the law. I haven't been inside for nothing. <laughs> Listen, hotel keeper, you've got to put us up because we're travellers. We'll start travelling. All right. <laughs> All right, I'll handle this. Now, look here, my man. I'd like to point out that under the liability of Hotel Keepers Act, a genuine traveller cannot be turned out under any circumstances whatsoever. And furthermore... Well, I certainly told him a thing or two. That's the first time I've ever quoted the law like that. Yes, and this is the first time I've ever slept with two other fellas standing up in a phone box. <laughs> yeah, I know. I haven't had a wink of sleep. Well, what kept you awake? Some woman kept tapping on the window all night with fourpence. <laughs> oh, I'm stiff all over. Ooh, sleeping on the air to care. <laughs> Stomach pressed on button B. <laughs> you know, if I hadn't got three bob back in sixpences, it would have been a waste of time. What are you complaining about? It wasn't too bad once we turned the cows out. Oh, I'm not complaining. I didn't mind being slung out of the hotel. I didn't mind sleeping in a phone box. But when Mr. Brough made me breathe all over the little windows so that he could change into his pyjamas, well, that was too <laughs> Oh, now stop this nonsense, Platt. And let's think of what we're going to do. Here, yeah, those poor animals. We must get another farm as soon as possible. And we must get one cheap, aren't you? After that deal with Mr. Monty, I haven't much money left. You, the crafty old swindler. He's putting that piling up all over the place. Yeah. Here, I say, Platt, I've got an idea. What? Uh, well, Felicity told us that Mr. Monty's men were going to put the piling up at Sunnybrook Farm next. Well... But don't you see? Well, what, come on. Uh, well, all you have to do is to get over there before Mr. Monty and buy it cheap. Well, well, that's a brilliant idea, Roger. Yeah, yes, the dawn's just breaking. Come on, let's go over there straight away and talk business to the farmer. Mr. Bruff, I, I'm not so sure I want to sell the farm after all. After all, last year, from one field alone, I got 50 tons of wheat. Well, that's amazing. It is, rather. Especially as I planted cabbages. <laughs> well, the proposition's very simple, sir. My friends and I are looking for a farm. What's it all about, then? Hey, what, what, uh, well, your farm's up for sale. Now, it can't be worth a lot, with that electric pylon out of the back. Oh, is that what it is? Hmm. I've been putting weed killer on it all the week. <laughs> Now, I'm looking for a quick deal. Now, will you take a thousand pounds for the farm? Yes, 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 I will. Uh, here's the deeds. I keep them in my hip pocket with my yo-yo. Oh. <laughs> and here's your money. I got the cash on me. Oh, thank you, yes. yes. Well, I'll go up and pack me tin trunks. Oh, good old Ralph. That was a quick bit of business. Oh, yes. It didn't take me long to cotton onto a new racket, my boy. Let's go outside and look around, shall we? Come on. Hello, hello again. Well, if it didn't farm a brute. Ah, Mr. Monty. Oh, you're too late this time. Uh, you can take your piling away now. i got news for you. We bought this farm first. Yes, and I've got news for you. That's a real right piling you've got there. 
been there 20 years. Ah, I don't believe it. That's just another of your little jokes. That's not a real pylon. Just another of your tricks, that's all. All right, then, all right. Try touching the cable. Ah, I'll call his bluff. Archie, hand me that pitchfork. <laughs> I'll show you. There we are. Oh, 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 it's alive. Oh, I got a shot. Oh, oh. Well, there's one thing about old Bluff. He's a real live wire. <laughs> Concerned in this latest attempt at educating Archie were Peter Graff, Ken Platt, Dick Embry, Hilda Braid, Derek Guiler, and Peter Hawkins. The show was aided and abetted musically by Ronald Chesney and the BBC Review Orchestra, conducted by Harry Rabinovich. You have been listening to the Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. That's all for this week, folks, until I speak to you again next week. I'm Stephen saying, keep smiling. We've got some half-price crack ties, some miles and miles of carpet tiles, TVs, deep freeze, and David Bowie OPs, pool games, gold chains, wuss names, and head push, and Trevor Francis track suits from a mush and shepherd's bush. Bush, 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 bush. No income tax, no VAT, no money back, no guarantee. Black or white, rich or poor. Come prices at a straw This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.